0: Let's go, 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 go This forever, forever huh. do no surrender, don't no surrender
1: You know, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. this right go rev.
2: Hello, and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.com for more information. And of course, MMA Uncaged has a new home, a new website, MMA News Uncaged is where you'll find the latest episodes. And of course, all MMA news in one place. So that's mmanewsuncaged.com for all things MMA. Joining me as always, and it has been some time and we apologize, but we're back after a hiatus. Justin, Terrier, and of course, Gareth, soldier boy, McKellen. No introductions. Uh, Let me unmute them because we know how Gareth gets here. And uh, let's start off, boys. Both of us, uh, all three of us, were at EFC 89 at the High Performance Institute. And, you know, it was a pretty good night of fights. I think in Kazimura Zulu, Lieutenant Biko, um, apart from Zulu boy missing weight, it turned out to be a pretty interesting fight and then it was Zulu boyer triumph but didn't get the belt because he missed weight. So a bit of a travesty, took away a little bit, I think, but still a good night of fights.
1: For me, it was a good night of fights. I'd, I'd missed the last two EFCs because of uh, a COVID scare, which ended up being nothing, but uh, my barber had, had popped for it, so I made the decision not to come. Um, I got the information the night before and just said, no, I didn't get on a plane. But it was nice to see you two boys again. Um, You were working and uh, I was there uh, watching to get information for tonight. You were uh, media, It was was. On paper it was, oh, there we go, there he is.
2: You were media, Uh, MMA engaged, represented. Even my
1: tag said so.
2: (laughs) And Gareth Soldier Boy McKellen was, uh, of course, doing analysis as he does very well, dominating the mic. Uh,
0: Definitely uh, has improved.
1: Definitely has, is improved.
2: Yes, he has improved. Uh, I, try, I, tr- I try and give him little tips because he's a wealth of knowledge. And I see he's so like he started to listen he, he, to I me. I think now. you've
1: just tapered him down because he's not like you say dominate the mark because that's his first thing he said to me, right, boys. I dominated the mark. Do you remember that? We're standing together. <laughs> he wants to win everything, every exchange. Hugely well, I,
0: I, unfortunately, that's just my nature. I am very competitive and I, I put a very high level to things. If I don't perform to that level, I get very upset. Just, you know, it's something that's been drilled into me. Uh, but uh, I think I'm enjoying it a lot more. It's a lot more, I'm a lot more relaxed there. I kind of know the process, what, how it needs to play out. I think once you exp- you get the knowledge of something or you start to get the knowledge of things, it starts to become a lot easier.
1: Well, I think so, you definitely have the technical, the, the, the technical knowledge, there's no question. Uh, but you're in a space there where you can actually analyze and break down things and have time to remember their names.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the
2: the interesting thing for me is like, and it's something I actually haven't spoken to you about, Gareth, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here is, you know, you flirting with the idea of fighting again and, you know, and, and your business, uh, the family business is obviously hectic at the moment for you. Um, but i think there's a huge opportunity for you in the analysis space as someone with the credibility and the credentials that you have that's a space where you know any international broadcaster could tap into you and you could immediately switch on and and call it as it is i i think like in the efc where you are learning your your way through broadcasting because broadcasters are born they're not made um you're finding your feet and you've definitely vastly improved but and i just think like the commentary is obviously something that you're passionate about and want to do more, but I think you're cont- contributing a hell of a lot more in your analysis role. And That's just my thoughts. Jay, I don't know if you agree, but that's how no, I- no, no.
1: I was, again, I was watching now and I was like, shit, he's coming to his own. We're speaking yeah. about
0: him, he's not in the room. No, 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 no I appreciate it. I think, I, think, I think the big thing is for me is just to, I, I kind of didn't have any expectations in the beginning and then I had these expectations of myself. And then I kind of had to go, hey, just let it play out in whichever direction you go in, you may, that's where you meant to be. Um, I, I'm enjoying the analysis part of it. I think that uh, it's something that I know. It's I don't have to try and I, I don't force it or it just kind of happens. Whereas the commentary, I think, is a little bit different because you've got to structure the conversation around the fight and you've got to be switched on to what's happening. And, I mean, I suppose that's a space that I also need to learn. Um yeah, and whatever opportunity it brings for me, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful to be a part of uh, MMA, I think, and give give my kind of input where I can and teach people. Um, you know, I suppose, just, just want the sport to be better, man. I want it to grow or to have the same value it's always had. I want, it to, I want people to be excited about watching an UFC. And if I can do a little portion of that, then I'm doing my job.
2: Well, let's, let's uh, tap into that analysis and let's dissect Zulu against Biko. Obviously, Biko would be very disappointed. I know you were speaking. Can I say about-
1: what I need to say first? Because before, I, before you, I, I need, I need to get this out very good. <laughs> I need to get this out. <clears throat> so, good fight, uh, Biko, and the perform, But the, the elephant in the room is, is Zulu not making weight, and I don't, I don't know why. I know he's back at Walter, which is great. Walter's a good coach. Walter. Went. Um, I just don't understand how he could not have made weight. Uh, I didn't watch The press conference Was there any Did he mention it at all Or was there Sort of I mean I know Like some guys Will address it If they don't make great they be like Listen I have an injured ankle I couldn't run Or, or something like that and Possibly uh, Zulu's got a job That's very taxing And he's not able to follow Maybe be honest And say I didn't uh, I didn't do diet correctly Do you, do you know anything Gee, do, do you What happened
0: so, so from what I understand There was There was two issues He got sick He got flu Was the one okay. And the other thing was he got put by a dog. So he wasn't okay. able to train for about two weeks or so. Uh and it kind of really affected the way that his training camp went and his and his and but again, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer that somebody of his level and his caliber should never miss weight. No matter what he's no done matter what for a hundred years. Yeah, no maybe, matter what the story. And
2: and he had he's had belts before. The guy's been champion, you know. Uh, he knows yeah. what it takes to get there. And, I mean, I know Gareth feels strongly about this and, and and that when someone misses weight, they're not taking it seriously, you know. I know there's ranges of reasons, but surely, like, even at this level now, as someone who's done this so long, they should be in that. They should be in that. Because at the end of the day, two pounds of whatever it was – uh, two point five pounds. Well, £2. they said it was nine
1: hundred grams. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah, you know, it's that's
2: that's that's a lot. It just robs it robs your
1: it robs yourself if you win, and it robs your opponent if you lose. There's just everybody loses, and there's that there's always a a, a this, this sort of dark cloud over the over the win. Yeah, and like for me, this is uh, Biko deserves. Uh, it wasn't a smashing, so Biko deserves a a rematch, I believe. Um, hopefully he'll get it. Um, and hopefully Zulu will do himself justice by making weight. It's like almost a respect to the belt. And I mean, Zulu's a cool guy. Like, he's not disrespectful yeah. of anything. Obviously, there was a reason, but like, no excuses good enough, especially coming from a seasoned veteran. Yeah. So it's not his yeah. first road.
0: Yeah, look, so, so I had a chat with him afterwards and I was like, you know, I get it. I understand that sometimes things happen and you can't be – you don't deliver the way that you're supposed to, and and in this case, you didn't deliver on your uh, on your weight, Sitchin. But it's not acceptable, and it can never happen again. Like somebody who's who's he, he's a leader in in that weight division. He's he's potentially proved that he's the number one guy. So you know he's got to act that way. Yeah. Um, I think South African MMA fighters have got to get back to how we were before, where we showed this incredible professionalism. We, uh, we we carried ourselves in a certain way. We behaved in a certain way. And that's what made the sport successful in South Africa. This nonsense of the way the guys carry on overseas and stuff like that, it's not healthy. It's not a good example for yourself or, or the people around you or uh, people that you're trying to affect. You know, uh, what, what are we saying by going, okay, well... Zulu boy, yeah, well, you know he he was overweight. He came in and then won the fight, and it's everybody's kind of like, "Oh, Zulu, well done! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the winner." You know, I don't think that's the right, it's the right attitude. I think it's uh, uh, in those circumstances, a guy of his caliber should never, should never be in that position. Never. I agree, no matter what.
2: I agree. I, I do think like um, it's a invaluable lesson learned from Zulu. I mean, Dr. pay didn't get the belt, and now has to fight again. So we all want Zulu to do well. We all like the kiddies. He's an extremely talented human being fighter. Um, Let's move along, guys. Uh, I agree on the rematch. Cole Henning against August Kayambala, it was a contentious um, result down to the judges at the end of the day. And just before the show, uh, Justin, you were saying that you were busy re-watching that one. What did did you make because... A lot of people thought that should have been a draw. A lot of people thought Cole Henning won. But at the end of the day, on the night, it was Kaim Bala, the barista, who had his hand raised.
1: No, I don't get why people say uh, it should have been a draw because they, they bring emotion into it. Like for you to for you to get a draw, there has to be a point deduction or there has to be something or 10-8 going against you in the major comeback. Like it's not an emotional, it's, like, it's not for the best outcome type thing. You know, it's, uh, it doesn't work like that. It's a very technical thing to get a draw. Um, were they even in skill? They were pretty even. Uh, I, My knee jerk reaction, and granted, I wasn't judging the night. I was watching, but I was slightly distracted in conversation. So I say I was about 85, 90% watching. My knee jerk was Cole One, and I re watched it, um, and I put the. I put the Initially, put the uh, for the first half, put the sound off and then put it on. I saw Cole winning the first two rounds. Cole is not a flashy guy, August loads up big kicks. Uh, and I think a lot of people get caught up in this big slapping thing. So he threw, he threw a lot of kicks, and yes, he landed one very good one. Uh, and then to about halfway in the third round, he was landing some nasty inside leg kicks but those head kicks were, were largely checked and largely blocked by Cole's hands. Um, but the stamping of the foot on the cage, all of these things sometimes can get to an official and get, can get to, to a judge and go, okay, this guy's so much more active. Um, just because you're bouncing around doesn't mean that you are effective. Because you're throwing punches doesn't mean you're landing punches. So, some people could look at it and go, well, Cole was not throwing as much, but when he did throw, he landed. And also he was more efficient. Like, so there's, there's specific statistics that the UFC will push out. Strikes thrown, strikes landed, and the percentage thereof. Um, uh, for me, Augustus is, is a good fighter. I take nothing away from him. Um, and he's got the range, which he, he didn't use to his advantage. Cole, on the other hand, uh, was, I think his footwork was out. I think Cole's very good. I just think we saw the same version of him in the last fight that we did this fight. And you can't, every fight you come into, you've got to slightly tweak it for your opponent. And he, I think, what the identical person, identical version of the last fight that he did into this fight. And it didn't quite, it didn't quite fit. Yeah. Granted, August is very strong. Yeah. Uh I believe uh, two rounds to one Carl Henning. Um, I don't see how any one fighter could win all three rounds. So there were two 30-27s on, a, on opposite sides. I can't see that. Um, I mean, even watching one round, that'll discredit that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's-
0: Gareth, your thoughts? Yeah, so I looked at the fight there. I mean, the way that I saw it was, it, it was very close. I think there was, there was a lot of... Uh, Um, moments where there was five or six punches thrown by each guy. How many landed in those combinations? I think those big combinations were attractive and could have drawn the attention of judges. There wasn't a lot of takedown attempts. Um, There were kicks, inside kicks, low kicks, uh, a lot of leg kicks. Uh, There was a body kick. There was a big head kick. So, I mean, there was a lot of activity on both sides. And these guys, through... They didn't throw many combinations. I think there was maybe four or five moments in the whole fight where there were these big combinations. Otherwise, everything was pretty single, singular. Um, I don't think there was a lot in it on either side. I think there was a lot of uh, showboating and showmanship between the two guys, and they got caught up in looking like fighters and not actually fighting. Um,
1: that's very, very. That's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah, and uh, so so there the, there was good punches and there were good moments for each guy, and there was um, uh, call through a, a beautiful a combination. I think it was three. T- he ripped three to the body, and he came up two over the top. But the end of that combination, there was a big right hand that was that was landed by August. So it, you're watching this combo, then all of a sudden you see this big punch land. Boom. Okay, immediately my attention's drawn to. Who created or threw the bigger punches? Just because of that. Yeah. Um, when you get in a when, when you get in a in a scenario like that, where guys stall each other because that's what happens. The skill set's the same, the power's the same. They stalled each other, and, they, and no one really could find their rhythm. Uh, August was was trying to explode from, from from range. Carl was didn't want to stand in the pocket because he he knew that there was a lot of power there and he could get caught with one. So. He was just outside of that uh, of that range that he utilized so well in the last fight, where he could slip and he could counter, or he could move quickly and throw off uh, good combinations. Um, and he was often falling short because he was just outside of the range. Uh, you know, I, I I I really I don't think I would have been disappointed if it had gone either way. I think if if Karl had won it, I would have been great. Good, well done, Call. If uh, if I, you know, August won it. August won it. I was like, cool. I could see how the judges saw that. And then if it, like I said to you as well, uh, says it could have been a draw. If they if yeah. they called a draw there, I wouldn't have been shocked and been like, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, what? I don't think there was any decision there for me that was uh, would have been contentious. So let me uh, ask I think- you this.
2: Let me ask you, and I'm interrupting here, and it's it is obviously we are virtual, different parts of the country right now. But um, so forgive me, but the the old saying goes don't leave it to the judges you've got to go into the fight looking to finish looking to get that but that's not always possible you're insulting every judge in the world no but but you know what i'm saying that is the saying. yeah, yeah i mean saying. you're on the top judges yeah. but you know what i'm trying to say is but it's easier said than
0: done yeah. and so and i those, love judges all the way by the way don't don't <laughs> don't leave it to the judges because you then can't be angry at the decision that you get yeah. Judges are different. Judges see different things. They, 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 they process the fight differently. Everybody's different. They, they, they do it. They think it differently. And and at stages where one judge could say, "Oh, that was more for this guy," the other judge could see it differently and be like, "Oh, that was a good, that was a good setup, good combination, good takedown." He might look at. Remember, a guy might look at one moment of a of a of maybe a punch or a kick. And a judge might see a combination of moments to a lead-up, to a takedown, where he goes, that was a really good exchange. He was way better. He moved better. He landed more. He managed to get the takedown, and he finished on top. So, so uh, the way
1: I was sitting behind that uh, the mixing desk, to the left of where you, where you guys were sitting was – I saw Cole walking walking August down. It was a strange thing because he was walking him down and then trying to counter-strike it. It was like it was quite a... I didn't quite understand that that strategy. Yeah. But there was... I, I remember there being a combination thrown by Cole and I didn't know if it landed because I was seeing him front on. So I couldn't see if it had landed or I couldn't see all was face. So I saw sort of the back right-hand side of his head. Yeah. And I was like... And that's when you know vantage points... Matter. That's why there are three judges. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leaving it to the judges, yeah, listen, there's good, bad judges, bad judges. I'd like to think that the people in, in those places are, are tested, tried, and tested. Um, the problem with leaving it to the judges is people will then have an excuse. They've got a built in excuse. And some of them are, they, people make mistakes. Some of them are absolutely correct to complain. Other times people don't ever think that they could fathom losing around in a fight. And it's and it is just that's I don't believe that. I mean they yeah. do. Uh, again, it was close enough. It's not the, the 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 contention for me was like, I don't see how anyone can call it 3027. That yeah but yeah. that's as far as my judgment goes. Like sure. I, I I it was raised thin enough for it to be both people. Yeah. I think Paul yeah. won, but again I I'm watching it after the fact not in the moment. And I've got different view to, uh, so it's yeah. Yeah. when I was watching from a specific place like I would be judging I sort yeah. of called back again I didn't give it my 100% attention
0: yeah yeah, um, but that's the thing is, be and, and the thing is remember what you're seeing on the night and then what you see in the fight the next day could be something completely different where you go oh hang on I didn't see that or, or that you know exactly that he threw a combination and you were like did he land you might see yeah. that it lands in the fight so then you start to go okay well Hang on, he that combination I thought he had missed, or, or that uh, that kick landed a lot better than what I thought it was. You know, maybe I thought it was he checked it and he didn't. It's a very difficult scenario, like especially when it's that close. And the reality is, I I mean, I agree with you on the on the on the score. There was never 30-27 in any of those things in any of those rounds. That was it was too close to even to get to that uh, thought pattern. But it comes back to the point that fighters need to know that you can't you gotta you gotta if you want if you really want to win and you want to be successful you have to go there to win you have to go there to find a way to win um it, it the, the, there was too much play for me there was too much oh come here and they're pointing in this direction and looking I, I saw they both,
1: both pointed in their they were showbots. yeah and then yeah. they
0: then they move or they move, moved like fighters instead of getting in and fighting and Cole was not, Cole's not that type of guy. He's a he's a fighter. And he gets in and he does his job. And he, and that for me was the first time that I saw him. And I was like, hang on. He doesn't look like the same guys before, exactly like you mentioned. Yeah. It's, he didn't have that same killer in him. Yeah. It was a lot
1: of fly, it was a lot of showing the hip, but I, I get faints and I understand that. And I understand even August fainting with a with the with level change. And I was like, but nobody executed it. You know, and yeah. it wasn't a one-off. Like, okay, cool, I'm showing you. It was showing the whole time, but not not actually firing it at any point. Which, Yeah. A, and going back to people wanting to finish fights, like I look at Lieutenant Biko, great guy, really good guy. Um, he, he just, he doesn't, have, for me, have that killer instinct. He's a great technical fighter. But, like, for example, in the first round of the Zulu fight, like he had... Uh, uh, my teacher would call it restless control. he had one arm over the waist and he had he was sort of forty five on on Zulu's hip uh, and then he was giving peppering shots and I was like I, I didn't there was nothing that threw with venom like yeah. he wasn't he was he was throwing the punch like a like a it was like a loopy shot instead of going i'm gonna uppercut you and you're gonna bleed. Just there was no active sort of thing yeah, it was like you were winning points like yeah. you were you were ahead, but it was like, was no look to kill there was no look to finish uh and i think maybe a lot of things uh like i arrived and the hotel was full the night before and for example i had to wait for my room to check in at two actually i missed the first the first fight um there was also a mix-up with with lutana's uh, room and they actually made the hotel made a mistake and removed their bags so like and I was like, guys, take my room, it's all good. And they were like, no, no, no. They, they actually moved hotels. Um, not DOC's fault. Yeah. I think we've got to be a little bit uh, easy on, on, on the hotel because we've we've been in lockdown. You can only be certain capacity. Now they're full. They've got a conference on. You know, they are trying to abide by rules. And, and they really did. It was an honest mistake. But net result was that Luciano was left when he should have been sleeping or sitting on a couch. And I was like, well, put your hat on and doth on the couch and take my room at two o'clock when it comes. Yeah. Um, and these all these things, they shouldn't, but they can play on your mind. Of course. So, you know, a, a, a consummate professional is just going to go, I'm not letting anything else distract me. I don't care what I eat. I don't care where I sleep. I'm My, my job is to be there yeah. at seven o'clock and turn it on. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but could have played on it. I don't
2: know. Let's um, let's move along, boys. Uh, unfortunately, we could talk about that fight all night, but uh, several debuts. Uh, I think Taka Mahandu uh, proved that he's got one hell of a chin. He took a shot early doors against Ashiyashu Chichamba. Uh, he did win on debut. Uh, Zimbabwe-born, fighting out of Dublin, Ireland. Someone to get excited about, I think. You yeah, know, I
1: was- in this corner. Say that again. I was in Pendriton's corner X Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Listen, I was very impressed with the amateurs that that uh, it was their pro debuts. They performed exceptionally well. Um, they fought like guys who had, who had they looked like it was their tenth professional fight, some of those guys. I mean, the the for a, for the first time in a in a really, really long time. EFC had a solid card. From fight one to the last fight, it was good fights. There was good results. I don't think there was a, a fight there that you looked at and it was like, oh, a guy shouldn't be there or that fight was terrible or the fight didn't deliver. I mean, th- there was nothing spectacular. It was never, there wasn't thing that was mind-blowing. There were just good fights. For, for the MMA fan, it was a, just a good, solid card. The next fight was good. The next fight was good. The next fight was good. And uh, it was a treat in terms of we've, we haven't we have had a card like that for a while yeah. where you could watch an EFC and go, geez, that was a good, they, they were, all the fights were really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I, mean- I do agree. It, would have, it was a pity losing Iga Cabez. I mean, that would have been uh, yeah. the top for me. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Iga, but... He's, uh, on 90, a believe, eh? He's on an EFC 90, He's on an EFC 90. He's also meant to be grappling with uh, one said Soldier Boy soon, on Ooh. Soldier Boy's team.
2: Can you can so, you divulge uh, a little bit of that? Uh, I absolutely, happening? can. Please, uh, uh, then we can wrap up EFC and move along to other upcoming events.
1: So there, there is an event coming up. Uh, shameless plug here. We're doing uh, something called Submission Kings. We've done it before, but we we going a little bit of a uh, a bigger scale this time with uh, yourself, Seas, Gareth. There's. We're doing an
0: exhibition fights. Oh, no, uh, exhibition fights. The- <laughs> That's not mainly the exhibition. The exhibition <laughs> yes, has it, been it removed.
1: Is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, Gareth, was, Gareth for, he was half talking fighting on Saturday and half plugging me for his opponents and going, No, we need this. We need to sort this out. I'm not going to lose. This is what I'm going to do. So, Gareth is <laughs> don't let anybody pull you. He is the most competitive person that I have ever met. So, we're doing something, uh, we're doing an invitational team that Gareth is captaining. See much Barbarians. And then Team SA head coach, uh, William Obalz is captaining another team. They, they are the Green uh, the Green Machine All-Stars. So it's going to be good. Uh, gonna be, it's going to be great. Okay, he uh, loves
2: to be a captain. Give us, give us dates, how people can watch, where they can follow, because
1: it's for a good cause. Yeah, so we're doing it because we're raising funds for the amateur team to go to Worlds. Right now, we don't know when and where. It's meant to be the end of November in Kazakhstan. <laughs> but we don't know Kazakhstan's open. And, and mum's the word, unfortunately, at the moment said, it is going to happen, and those funds will go to that team, even if they fight in February. It will be for a good cause. You've jumped on board to help us. So we're doing fundraising for that team. Um, we're also on the we on the lookout to find the best jiu-jitsu team in the country. So the quintet is uh, a five-man team with a 400 kg limit. For the exhibition, we've gone to 420 kgs. Just to help out a few guys there, some guys that are thick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, we've we've up we've upped the game changer there. Boy. After after <laughs> I hugged you on Saturday, I was like, "Yeah, we're going to go to four twenty,
0: Lockdown down weight because <laughs> yeah, lots down.
1: of shoulder pressing I
0: heard." Yeah, <laughs> um, hey forty, um, hey, listen, I'm in the forty. Two fifty, bro. You don't, bro, you don't
1: understand. This is exactly Gareth on set. Two fifty. <laughs> feel this, feel this. I'm like, "Key, you're going to be losing weight, boy." <laughs> All right, so losing weights.
2: So we can <laughs> look forward to Submission Kings uh, coming yes, up. Uh, yes. good- and it's for the South
1: African Mixed Martial Arts Athlete Fund, which is going to go straight back into the fighters, trying to get them wherever they need to go in the world, whenever they need to compete, yeah. try and help them get their uniforms and their flights and whatever they need. I just want to say this, it's going to be, we're doing on the 2nd of October, we're doing a tournament style, paid to enter in Devon. This one will be live streamed on Friday, the 8th of October from Johannesburg. CS, you'll be there. We'll put some links up if we can. Yep. All for a good course to raise money oh. for these guys. I don't know. But soldier
0: boy might not be
1: there. Soldier oh. uh, boy is going to be there. Soldier boy is definitely going to be there. This is soldier boy. Yeah. Make sure you're there. <laughs> nah. you guys uh, I, I, so that's, I would uh, never do uh, that to you. I would nah, never do that to you. 8th of
2: October, that. keep an eye out. Yeah. So we'll have more details. Um, yeah. on and I just want to say, Eastrend
1: BJJ versus... So these are the teams. Eastern BJJ uh team CRT Cabrinha which is fight fit militia and gracie bar and cabrinha and gracie we'd add each other on social media Ooh. so that is going to be Salty. great and then you Salty. <laughs> and so then this, you're is, have- this is
0: getting real right eh? can i commentate oh, it's on my am i allowed yeah. to commentate can we get you to analyze it <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So that's happening. It's for a good cause uh, and it's, it's much needed. Thanks very much. And while we're doing shout outs, big shout out to all our health workers out there, uh, putting their bodies on the line and their lives on the front line during this pandemic. Uh, We do salute you here at MMA Uncaged. All right, let's quickly shift focus. Now, Drickus Duplassi was at EFC 89. He's got a fight coming up uh, December 11th. He's on another big card. I think he's on the Poirier card, uh, 269 uh, UFC. Drickus has just gone about his businessman and, and he's impressed me because he is one of the nicest guys. Justin, I mean, apart from the only guy to have beaten him in South Africa, who's on the podcast, uh, yes. Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan, you've recently yes. dealt with him at a, at a, a, a exhibition down in Durban. But besides that, the way Drickus has gone about crafting his career has been incredible. I mean, uh, Gareth, I asked you about this, like, He's just gone about his business, 2 0 in the UFC, and he just looks to be getting stronger and stronger. But now he's got a shark uh, in Munez, uh, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. Munez. What you, Munez. Andre Munez or something like that, or Munez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Top of guy. He's, he's a shark. He's a shark. Um, your thoughts on Drikas' progression and how he's gone about things, uh, Jay? Let's start with you.
1: I, I absolutely can't be uh, anything other than loyal. So, I believe Drikus is going to be a world champion um, and I believe he can beat anybody. Uh, And if I didn't believe it, I'd have Etienne Raneke in my ear because I saw him on Saturday as well. And he's like, you don't understand, he's going to beat him in the second round again. And I was like, cool. So I I haven't studied his opponent yet, but Team Drikus for me. Uh, If I wasn't a fan, before I interacted with him, when he came down and, and gave his time for free to the seminar to Team South Africa and gave up, that time um, for nothing. Uh, I certainly am now. Um, yeah. I want him to win. Uh, I haven't studied his opponent, or whatever, but I'm sure that's his job. So I can't give you anything other than an emotion filled, Drick is going to win. And that's as honest as I can be.
2: Gareth, we we were speaking to his coach, uh, Monet and and he was like constantly telling Drick to like, patience, patience, because Drick is competitive. He's a beast, he's a specimen. And he's so driven to get into that uh, position where one day he can be a world champion. What do you make of it all?
0: So, look, I I, I get it. And I understand why he's doing that. You know, he wants to, he wants Trickers to make the right choices. He wants to make the smart choices for Trickers. Trickers does have the ability that if he's, if he finds his rhythm and he gets into a good space in the UFC, he can definitely become a world champion. 100%. Yes. He's got the confidence. He's got the, he's got the, um, the mindset he's got, the work ethic to to, to complement those things to get him to that level. Sometimes you can just rush in and make a bad decision and take a fight that's not not the best fight for you at that time, um, and that could cost you, knock you back. Um, or you 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 take the economic mentality and you grab every opportunity that's thrown at you, and you just go out there and you make sure you get the results.
1: The guy he's fighting can is. Can I ask you a question? I, so at, at, like when you become champion. Um, in an organisation you don't really get to pick fights uh, in the small organisations and obviously in the big organisations as well surely at this level uh, when you're trying to break into the top 15 you have to kind of fight who they give you
0: so look I Are mean you, is it, is it path that, not forged for you well the and worst that, thing that is you that can question. listen turning down a fight not a good not a good option with UFC they don't take kindly to it they want warriors, they want, want guys that are going to accept fights and get in there and fight. Um, they, they have the, the mindset that they they spend a lot of time putting these fights together and understanding who can fight who and how to build people's careers, and, and they're really good at it. Look at all the, 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 these monsters and um, big names they've created because they know what they're doing. They see that in Drikus, and I think they're giving him the opportunity against a really tough guy. Um, a guy's very much a Charles Darlev, like a uh, guy, good uh, muay thai, you know, that, that Brazilian muay thai, and then deadly on the floor. I mean, he, he submitted uh, Jacarada Souza in his last fight. Jacarada Souza is mul- multiple world champion, uh, but also getting on in you. He's not, he's not, he's not the same, same guy he was 25, 26. I think. I think as fighters, we don't want to admit it. We never want to be like, oh, you know, we, we still can fight everybody. We we still have the same mentality, we still have the same skill set, maybe even better. Um, but when you fight so much, when you all you do is fight all day and you train and fight, train to fight all day, you eventually lose that that want, that, that, that want to be physical and to be aggressive. And you know, against a guy like Jacareto Souza, he was on his way out. So, how much of this guy's hype train is off the back of a guy that maybe not the same same as what he was before? Um, but in saying that, Jacareto Souza was in the top top three fighters in the world for 15 years, so he's no monkey. Uh, so there must be some sort of level to this guy. Yeah, I, I yeah. told Rickus this the other day. I uh, I sent sent him a message because I heard that he would find this guy, and I went to look. and I was like, you know what? I sent him a message like, I've grappled many guys in this country. I've grappled many guys around the world, and I've been on the mat with some of the best guys in the world. Uh, Some of the biggest names, Gordon Ryan's, those guys. I've been on the mat. I've I rolled with them before they were even black belts. Before they when they were purple belts, and if he's just, just a very different guy, he's got a different mindset, he works differently, grapples differently, and he must back himself against this guy because I do believe he can beat him. I do believe he can sub him. Yeah. Um, yeah. he has a very physical side to him. He's a, he has good wrestling, he utilizes good catch wrestling that he learned from attila Um, and he and he, he he's very debilitating in terms of his aggressive approach to to his opponent. He doesn't give you time to settle, he doesn't give you time to find a hole he's just on you and he works hard he's just got this unbelievable work work ethic you get to the stage now where you get a top 15 guy you got to back yourself 100% yeah. without a doubt yeah, there's
1: guy, no yeah
0: ranked 15, 15 24, 20. 24 uh, 21 4 and 0 uh,
2: he's no he's no uh he's not mickey mouse this guy what is his age he's 31 how what's his fight record 21 4 and 0 and
1: Should trick is race? 21 Two, but as yeah,
2: this? yeah, he's on a seven fight win streak at the moment four by knockout, 14 wins
0: by submission. Yeah, so same. He's, he's lanky. he's quite a lanky guy, he's quite a physical lanky guy. He's not a sort of thick, thick, thick body structure, mm. very much like a Charles de Oliveira, very good, very technical. Um, but man, Trickers is not the last two guys out. He's, yeah. He must trust that he can do the same now. I mean, he can grapple, he can wrestle these guys. He, he, he gets to this stage now. He, once he's broken this hurdle, once he breaks through, if he beats this top fifteen guy, that his mindset and his confidence in himself will go through the roof, and you'll see a different, completely different animal. You know, you just don't want this to be the stage where he stalls, and I don't think he will. I think he's going to surprise everybody once again. I don't. I think they'll take him seriously because he's he's knocked the last two guys out. But he won't get the same, oh, he's from South Africa, kind of, uh Bob, look at him. And they're they're
1: going to respect him. Yeah. They're going to respect know. him.
2: It will be interesting. Um, Very point. interesting, part, And I that think it's a
0: good opportunity, man.
2: Yeah, Take it with both hands. I think Drikas likes it when he's, he's the underdog and he's he gets in there and he can turn it on and surprise people. But this could well be the sternest test of his career. But like you said, Gareth, the UFC wants warriors. They want guys that are prepared to take fights and to, you know, not shy away from opportunity. And Dricus has grabbed it with both hands. Um, we've got a few minutes left here, gents. Let's quickly touch on what's happening news-wise in the world. Uh, we've been talking about... Everyone's talking about Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. What happened there? Victor Bell um, against uh, Bell uh, again?
1: Evander Holyfield.
2: Evander Holyfield. Sorry, yeah, I've got uh, Yol Ramiro. And then, more importantly, the, the greatest fighter,
1: the second greatest fighter to walk the planet, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, uh, the greatest. in. Started... The greatest. John Jones. And then Anderson. No. It's, it's a tough. It's it's a tough one for me. They that's, that's so both walk on water.
2: Yeah, we don't have to, we don't have time to debate this. Unfortunately, we got okay. five more minutes. So, so
1: what he, do we make of went this? He was humble.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know, but I know that people are milking it to get paid, and I know I'm on that city hard track just fallen Collinwood, but I still it annoys me enough to watch him. So he takes my money basically. But Tiro Ortiz uh, talks too much, and he got buried. He, uh, you know, Anderson just switched it up and. It was like it was like somebody looking for parking and somebody in a Ferrari. It was just slow-mo, 81 seconds, sleep, face fl- points. But he looked
0: like he was tap sparring him. Did you see that? It did look like That's what I'm saying. It was like, it looked like he was kind of tap sparring him, and then next minute he just got trapped. He got I, think a he to find, I think he was trying to find range for the uppercut. Or so he Anderson. was trying to make it not... He was trying to kind of make it all like, oh, 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 oh and then turn it so, on when he wanted to. So but who's winning fired. here,
2: guys? I mean, is, is boxing winning or is MMA winning? Was fights... MMA, 100% winning. MMA, 100% yeah.
1: winning. Okay. Because their the reference is MMA. Yeah, 100%. That's what they're doing. The are only referencing. So win or lose, they're like, oh, okay, MMA, MMA. But... You look at Vito Balfour knocked out Evander. Evander, I don't know how he got it. I don't know how he's... He was He was we stirring before. How much? He's 58. Cannot be no, that old.
0: 52. Silly silly, silly, silly.
2: Gareth silly, was showing me a picture on Instagram at the weigh-in. No, the guy silly, looked incredible.
0: I, he was in unbelievable shape, though. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know what, for
1: 58? He likes 58.
0: You, you, 50, never in your you life would you get that. Listen, at 58, you don't want to get hit. No one must tell you 50 no. at 50 He million.
1: needs the money, maybe. Who's not the greatest striking guy in the world, uh, he's known for his jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But he hits. And hard. he's much smaller. He and he and he was thicker in, I want to say, 2013 than he is now. Yeah. And for him to listen, it 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 was uh, uh, the call was early, but the right person won.
2: Definitely. But let me ask
1: you. But these you this. guys are trying, they're talking about $25 million. They're talking yeah. about bank money for, to, for people to fight.
2: I mean, the Woodley Jake Paul fight. Now, Woodley's saying, I'll let's fight. run it back in, in Woodley's town. There's I'll fight. Biz Bing said, he's calling out Jake Paul. They're all saying this is a money money making yeah, opportunity. Yeah. But for me, it's taking away from the actual guys who deserve to be there. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like. True. There's so many boxers and MMA athletes that miss out, even though they're good enough. And then you get these guys. Yeah, Fine, Jake Paul might have a little bit of talent or whatever, but he's not a superstar.
0: Point, man. The That's the what point. I'm saying.
1: Like, I feel I I feel it takes, it, it takes away from the fight. Because you're becoming a purist, yes? That's what's happened. I am. I've been you're becoming a you purist, right? too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It seems to be. Unfortunately, I'm not going look at it. I'm going to watch it anyway. But I want Jake Paul to lose so badly. I like, I'll, I'll, I'll want him to uh, lose yeah. everything I am. He will, but, he's going to come across somebody going uh, to
0: come this now. Let him fight it.
1: Anderson. Let yeah. him fight Anderson.
2: All right. Um, let's quickly wrap up here, guys, with your moments from the week. Uh, give us your your standout moments. Um, you know, obviously, there's there's been quite a bit of action. But uh, what comes to mind as we wrap up this episode?
1: Mine's a bit selfish was being at a live event again after missing that's, two. That,
2: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Seeing my
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> you go on, here, you, guys.
0: Are. Are Take your hand off the microphone. Your hand on the phone or something. Yeah, yes, man. So it's big mitts. He was uh, phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But I think for me, the the the, the standout of, of the whole weekend was the level of the fight that we saw and. It was just good to see good competition again and to see South African MMA or African MMA in a really good space. I think there's guys that can be built on. There's a lot of talent. There's some guys. I mean, not everybody was making the debut, but a lot of them were Were was their first or second fight. They performed phenomenally. I think it's exciting. It's, it's exciting to see MMA in such a healthy, healthy way on the continent.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think it's uh, it's in a good space and things are, look like they're bouncing back now from what has been an extremely difficult time. But my moment of the week has to be uh, Ashley Calvert coming back from six years out of the hexagon, he steps in there, he beats his op- opponent in Sunday and Sunday and just you could see the raw emotion of what it meant to him. It just gave me goosebumps because... You know, he's probably not fighting for a lot of money. He's been out for six years. He wanted to come back. And uh, it's just it's nice to see a guy who's… And you know, a
1: good, you know how good uh, Sondi is? I watched his last fight, which was at Versus. It was an amateur title fight between him and and Gubane, who was the captain from Team SA 2019. Yeah. And it was a bomb-burner. He lost it because he guessed at the end uh, and because peace was better on the launch. Um, but it was a cracker fight. And I was like, oh, and if you had to if you had to read form, study yeah. form of Ashley, you'll be like, he's 0 six. The guy's much he's 40 years old. Yeah. Uh he's coming back and he's up against uh, Yes, up after 40s, up the
0: forties, soldier.
2: There's hope for you. I mean, yes. it's 77 months. Don't get ideas, Gareth, soldier boy McClellan. You've got to be uh captaining a team on the 8th of you, October, excuse me. Grab
1: all first boy. then you can do it every yeah, you then lot. you can do it. <laughs>
2: all right, guys, thanks very much as always. That was MMA Uncaged, we'll be back. Remember, you can catch us on YouTube, uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon Podcasts, and um, yep, we are, of course, on the new home. I forgot to mention that again on MMA News Uncaged where you can find all previous episodes com. and the latest. Dot com, exactly. Not messing around. You're on MMA Uncaged. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll catch you again next time. Huh.
1: Huh.
0: Welcome to Forever Man. Let's go. let go. go. This forever.
1: forever.
0: Huh. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. yeah. You know that this right here forever. And there will be no surrender Now allow me to
1: reintroduce myself They call me Oh M- to the easy E-N Know that we undefeated Y'all are beneath them speeds i trying to air a grievance But his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance Call the tower, this is our critic He the air apparent, uh-huh Really, I've never been better Legacy, this is forever